This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. The past few months, we've been sharing around the, the lines of the serenity prayer. If you've missed any of these episodes, you can listen to them on podcast at kpulpit.co.za forward slash podcast forward slash into me see. This month, we spoke about accepting hardship as a pathway to peace and taking as Jesus did the sinful world as it is and not as I would have it. Yeah, and we've had some very special gifts, uh, gifts, yes, uh, from our <laughs> guests and the gifts of their wisdom of words um, that they shared with us about their unique experiences of recovery amidst the pandemic, as well as amidst the hardships and the suffering that come along with the pandemic. And, of course, there are many other things, political upheaval and unrests and and so forth. So it's been a very difficult two months uh, after what happened in our country recently. But our guests have assured us that these hardships have been opportunities to experience peace eventually as we surrender, as we accept this sinful world as Jesus did and not as we would like to have it. Yes, and so the first case that we had the second week in August was Willem, and he spoke about struggling with multiple addictions, from substance addiction to process addiction, and how through all those difficulties amidst the pandemic, Father actually helped him to come to a deeper um, a deeper connection with God and with others. Mm. And it's been grateful. So if you missed that one, please be sure to to get that the second week of August to go and listen to Willem. Mm. And the third week, we were able to speak to Pastor Andre and uh, one of his quotes uh, that I often like to share is that we're all addicted to sin. Because we continue to sin uh, in spite the resolve and the self-will to not sin again. To do the things I don't want to do, like yeah. Paul says. Hey? Yeah. Paul says in Romans 8, uh, 7, 18 that he, he cannot stop sinning and he cannot stop doing the wrong thing. So in some way, we're all, all addicted. So Andre was also sharing with us about his experiences and the experiences of the church where he ministers how hardship uh, can become a f- peace and accepting this sinful world as it is. Mm. And then after that, we spoke to Johannes. Mm. That's right. And Johannes told us a little bit about his hardship moving from Zimbabwe amidst um, the, the re-owning yeah, the, of property yeah, and the, the yeah, struggles yeah. that they had over there. And then also with his daughter, Emma, and her struggle with an eating disorder and for them as parents. So if you have missed out on any of these programs, be sure to get back to that. Frederick, with regards to what you just said about being addicted to sin, fortunately, Jesus had come. Hey? Yes. 
and oh, he had yes. died for us mm. and we have the resurrection power we mm. don't need to be stuck in that mm. and mm. say we're addicted to that mm. we do have the resurrection power and he is the one that helps us he saves us but he doesn't only save us he redeem us yes and this is the story the, these are the kind of stories that we tell on this program yeah, this people is, who struggled mm, but amidst mm, their struggles mm, mm, mm could find a, a deeper meaning and a deeper connection with Jesus. Mm, and, but this is what we talk about in our program, Suki. Um, we're dealing here with realities, whether those are good, the bad, and the ugly. Mm-hmm. We talk about redemption. We talk about restoration. And I, I'm so glad that we, we focus on all three of those, and we don't just get stuck in... The, the hardships and the difficulties, because that is not where we stay, mm-hmm. as you were saying, mm-hmm. but that there is restoration. And restoration not to a more comfortable previous place, but a restoration to what God has designed us to be, right. to be our full and real and whole self, um, and b- to be able to have our identity in Christ. Mm. And while we are moving into our identity, that was my experience, I receive redemption. Mm. And uh, things that have been lost can be redeemed. There is so much hope, Suki, Mm. so much hope that we can look forward to. So all our hardships, the Lord can turn into good, into peace, because that is his promise. Even though it doesn't feel like that at the time. Mm, So mm. I'm thinking about the verse, I can't remember now where it is, that says hope as an anchor for the soul. Yes, 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 yes. So as we're talking about the hardships of this life, don't get discouraged. Uh, we do need to engage in the realities of that to get to the other side. And like we said, Frederick, these are difficult times mm. that we live in, mm. hey? Um, so I want to hear from you um, as a person who struggled with addiction before. And how? what do you think in this time of the pandemic? Mm. What are the struggles for people that maybe are still struggling in addiction or that are in the recovery process from addiction? What are the difficulties um, when we are surrounded Mm. with Mm. a lot of other things happening around us, stresses and strains like what's happening in our country, like the pandemic and people that we hear that are dying Mm. and that are very sick around us? How do you think are people that struggle with addiction, how are they affected by this? Shusuki, you know, addiction isn't a very simple thing, um, just like, oh, um, I've just made some bad choices and uh, now I'm drinking too much or I'm watching pornography and I'm doing this. Addiction is a lot more complex because... Um, the definition of addiction basically is that we are using something to help us feel better. We are using some substance or a process or behavior so that we can feel more comfortable with ourselves and um, get over that thing, uh, even if it's fantasy that we go into. Often escaping reality, right? That's exactly where To help addiction. us to deal with mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. because it's too hard. Yeah, and uh, so that is what, uh, what the addiction is. It is escaping the current realities in our lives. And uh, that's exactly where I was in the past. And that was even long before um, the pandem- 
pandemic was around. But what I did see uh, during those times as a, as a process addiction, as a sex addict addicted to porn, is that stressful situations would be the most vulnerable times for me, and that is the times that I would slip into uh, the addiction and being in active addiction. Mm. So I can't imagine, and even myself, um, is during the pandemic how much more vulnerable I had become. So even after many years of sobriety, um, I think I'm in my fifth year, fourth year of sobriety, and from from my last relapse to porn, and even in these times, um, I have been tempted, and uh, there have been times when my mind wants to take me back to the addiction, back to the old patterns of doing things, of communicating, of behaving, of reacting. So during the pandemic, when there are many stresses uh, and many hardships, and then they are even compounded by what's happening around us uh, in our shops, in the malls, in uh, whatever is going on, it just becomes more intense. And the greater the intensity, the more is our possibility, our propensity to, to fall back onto the addiction just so that we can feel a little bit better. So the pandemic has really increased the number of people that fall back to some form of addiction. I think you also know, notice that at the groups, the support groups we are um, part of, mm. that more and more people were coming in, right? Mm. Because mm. they were struggling more acutely than before. Yes. So what advice or what, what, uh, what can you share with those people? What is it that helped? That, that carry you through, and not only you, but many other people. Mm. Yes, I think that is a story of hope, that there are many uh, people that, have, or that are addicted. We always say we have addictive tendencies. That addictive tendency doesn't just go away. Mm. It is always there. Even when you know Jesus. Right? Yes, Because of I course, think there are some yeah. people that mm. think, but if you're a Christian, you shouldn't have this mm. because mm. God mm. release, you know, he redeems you. So mm. why do you still have it? Mm. No, it's always there. And um, I think that that was one of my hurtful things uh, about my addiction is that I'd fallen into it while actually on the mission field and serving the Lord. And so, I mean, being in ministry, whether you're a pastor, an elder, a deacon, doesn't matter. It doesn't safeguard you from falling into some form of addiction. And I'm thinking about the statistics about that even, I think it's United States, I don't know about South Africa, that that a large percentage of people that go to church that are Christians and even pastors struggle mm. with things like pornography and other addictions. Yeah, I think the statistics came from America, but I think they would be even higher uh, here in South Africa. But Suki, before I continue to answer the question, that let's take a short break and then I'll continue after that. Uh, Suki, you, you know, before the break, you were asking me the question, what can I share that is helpful um, to to other people. And I think the first thing that came to my mind was awareness. If I don't know I'm struggling with something, I cannot heal it. Um, I think it is in Jeremiah that says we, we cannot heal a wound by ignoring it. So we really need to get to the point where we admit 
where we stop denying that we have a problem or that we have a struggle or that we have an addiction. So that's the first thing, awareness, um, being teachable, being open to be shown what is happening, the realities in my current life. And then I, w- I would say um, being aware, uh, for me, for example, there are certain seasons that are more vulnerable than others. So the period, I think in July, is when my mom had passed away. So that's a season I'm more vulnerable. And then also December, because it was in December, uh, my alcoholic father would act out and that there would be many hardships and and pain and, and suffering over that period of time because of the drinking. And so... Be aware of the season that we are in. And just while we are in the pandemic, um, if you've loved a lost one, a lo- lost a loved one, and um, if there's a pending uh, salary cut or a pending resi- uh, job loss, um, so all these things increases the stress in our lives. And it's in those times that we are most vulnerable. And reach out. That's the other thing that I would say, reach out for help. We cannot face these things alone. We need to reach out for help and not help by other individuals, by help with those who know how to help, and then especially in community, in safe communities. Those maybe who have traveled the road before Mm, you, and that's mm. why support groups are so important. Yes. And groups like Celebrate Recovery that you can find online Mm. um, and other um, fellowships Mm. for specific addictions are so important. But so important to be able to share openly and honestly and then also the tools of recovery. Mm. Hey, Mm. can Mm. you maybe just mention a few of those tools? Well, one of the things that we do in uh, in the support groups and recovery groups and through my counseling is to identify three circles. And we talk about the outer circle, and those are all the activities that bring us to a good place, that are healthy, that energize us, or that bring us calm, because just about all addictions thrive on intensity and on chaos. Um, so in the outer circle is the place where we, we calm down, where we energize, uh, where we r- relate, where we connect with people face-to-face if necessary or and during this time of lockdown, over the phone, over Zoom, over some media, but to connect with somebody. Um, so that's the outer circle. And then to identify what we call the middle circle is times when we become more vulnerable um, and where we can slip into our inner circle. That is where we act out. So just to become aware of that and to share those things in a safe community. So get slotted into a community, a, a safe community where you can share without judging and being judged uh, without condemning or being condemned and and just share in those communities, 12-step community. Get involved in a 12-step program, um, like Suki mentioned, the Celebrate Recovery. 
Um, those are the places where healing takes place and wholeness takes and place. And pray the serenity prayer. Hey? Mm. So we've been talking sentence by sentence about the serenity prayer. And that's why this month we've been doing the accepting hardship as a pathway to peace. Mm. And taking as Jesus did the sinful world like it is not like I would have it. Oh, I love that serenity prayer, Suki. And, and, and maybe this is an opportunity just to perhaps say the full serenity prayer. Um, because the full serenity prayer talks about accepting. It talks about giving over to God. It talks about giving, handing our will and our lives over to him, accepting this world as it is, and eventually to be happy in this life, reasonably happy in this life, and supremely happy with Jesus in the next. Amen. True, mm, true. Mm. Also for me as a, as a partner of, uh, you know, we always talk about friends and family members of those who struggle with addictions. For me, um, and so for, for P, I always, Frederick always represents in this program P, someone who struggles with an addiction, and I represent family members and friends of those who struggle with addictions. Mm. I think it's been very hard for me too, because um, I also have certain unhealthy tendencies mm. and part of my unhealthy tendency is to caretake mm. so when i see that frederick is struggling i want to take care of him and but in an unhealthy way not in a way that is empowering to him mm. but in a way that causes him to feel weak um, so it's very important for people like us to to focus and to learn to detach when we need to detach. Mm. And it's hard for us as Christians because we love to support. We love to to care. And it's difficult to know when does it go into unhealthy caretaking, where we, we're not empowering that person to take responsibility for their own situation, mm. Mm. but where we are doing something that actually causes them to feel weaker and to feel disempowered mm. by what we're doing. I, I can just imagine how hard it must be for the partners of addicts, okay? And uh, we that have been caught in addiction, we, we cannot totally understand the hardship that uh, those partners of us are going through. And um, I mean, just imagine the pain that you are going through, the betrayal that uh, the partners go through. And I think when when you detach, as you are saying, detach, we as addicts, I as an addict, immediately think, mm, I'm being denied. I am being not denied. I'm denied, denied space. I'm being rejected. I'm being abandoned. So um, the, the taking space is what you need. And we often interpret it very incorrectly, and that makes us react instead of responding. So I think it's very, very important that uh, those that are in addiction and the friends and family of the addict uh, make sure that they, they are not abandoning the partner. They're not abandoning the addict, um, but they are just taking space, taking time to set apart for themselves and to regroup for themselves and giving the person, the addict, also time to take space and to re-evaluate and examine. Right. And I think part of our struggle is to, we don't abandon, but the addict mm, interprets it as, as abandoning. Mm, 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 so mm. then 
what we also learned, the addict needs to take care of his own feelings. Mm -hmm. I'm mm. not responsible for the addict's mm. feelings. The addict, we, all of us are responsible for our own feelings, our own behavior, and our own attitudes. Mm -hmm. And it's often when we get uh, confused with that, when I want to take care of your feelings, mm -hmm. that is when my struggle comes in with caretaking yeah. and, in, in an unhealthy way. Mm -hmm. But it's a tricky thing. Mm -hmm. And where, of course, I need to go to Jesus with my struggles mm -hmm. and, and pray for, for, for my partner and continue to, to do things that are nurturing and good for me so that I can continue to be there and support in a healthy way and mm. not in an unhealthy way. Maybe we can talk more about this because this is a complicated subject. Mm. But uh, just to be to make people aware of the difficulty and the struggles that we have as partners and as those that, uh, that struggle with addictions in our relationships and that we often become involved in an unhealthy dance mm, mm, where mm. we actually create a cycle, an ongoing cycle, an unhealthy cycle mm. that fuels the addiction mm. instead of moving away from the addiction. Suki, I'd like to end off our, uh, our topic today and our episode by saying there is hope. Yes. Because I am not in the same position I was a number of years ago, even months ago. And very much the same for you, very much the same for our coupleship. Mm -hmm. There is hope, there is restoration, there is redemption. When we are facing our realities, when we accept them, and then we can move on to experiencing peace right. and wholeness. And we don't need to... Um put our heads in the sand like an ostrich. Mm. We can face these things because Romans 8 verse 37 reminds us that amid all these things, we are more than conquerors mm. and gain a surpassing victory through him who loved us. Amen. Thank you very much, Suki. So listeners, um, if you missed any of our broadcasts or um listen to our messages, <laughs> uh, please go ahead and look it up on the podcasts and listen to the podcast and send it on to friends and you will find the podcasts on kpulpa.co.za forward slash podcasts forward slash into me see. Many blessings and uh, see you and we hear from you. Goodbye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.